Let's drone out. And welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tony's introducing everyone. Over to you, Tony. <laughs> no, it's Tony. Tony came up with the idea of girls' night. So tonight I am Jackie. Tony. I'm Tina. Brenda. Tina. Oh, okay. Come on, introduce everyone. I think that's Zoe, isn't it? Zoe <laughs> FBV. The troublemaker. Oh, wait, is that me? Yeah. Yeah. How many I, countries are banned from? <clears throat> Come on, Tony, introduce people. MG FBV. Hi. Which is next to Zoe, but maybe not on your screens. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, ne- she's next to you, and I'm really jealous. Yeah. I oh, wicked. Next to her. <laughs> not this side. <laughs> oh, not this way. <laughs> that's, that's Lexi. That's the one. What? <laughs> hi, Lexi. Hi. Lexi Logs, May on high. That's me. Hi. Let's drone out. out. FBV Princess, Monica. Hi. Hey. And then uh, the usual subs, uh, well, rat, ba- rat bags, Andy RC. Hello. I don't think he's a rat bag. <laughs> Frank slash. Hello. Andrew. Andrew slash Frank. Yeah, I and mean, then he's made 10,000. I love that man. Who made 10,000? What was that? David Winterstall. Oh, 100,000. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah. 100, 100, I don't know. 100,000. Shush, Jack. <laughs> yeah. BSM Webber in the chat. Hello to BSM Web. So, anyway, thanks guys the morning for them. all coming on. And so we've got a really big group today, as you can see, uh, anyone that's watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, then you'll hear, I'm sure, over the course of this hour, that there's a lot of people in this chat. So, you know, we'll try and take it slow so that everyone gets to work out what's going on. Because I think, is this the largest group we've ever had on here? I think maybe we might have done one or two more. One of the one of the largest groups. I this think. is one. This is quite a big group, though. Look, I'd just like to point out, guys. Size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it. <laughs> you know, just wanted to. No, no, no. I, I tend to. I tend to. I tend to disagree, guys. I think size matters greatly. Oh uh, yeah. It makes a big difference. <laughs> well, let's talk about you, that. Let's talk about you. that X size. Yeah. This uh, is, yeah. It's a good. A, yeah. That is a great lead, Zoe. Can we talk about X size? <laughs> So, yeah, this is uh, an X-Class quad up here. Um, ow, I just hit myself in the head with it. It's uh, one of the most amazing machines that uh, I've had the actual privilege of flying and getting to work on. Over the last year, I've had uh, ESCs developed, the first in the world's first B-Rotor, um, the, the BL Heli S80 amps. Um, so you have active braking, D-shot, multi-shot, all the great features you come to know and expect on a mini quad, just in a much bigger size. Same thing with custom motors. These are actually the X-Class Vaughn drone motors. Um, right now I'm holding what's kind of called our stock class setup. Um, you can pound full throttle on this machine and you won't have to worry about components burning out on it. Wow. Uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of rated for about 70 to 80 miles an hour to kind of fall within the AMA's guidelines. Um, the other machine I have is uh, this one. What flight controller is that, Zoe? What flight controller is it? Uh, just an F3, a B-Rider F3. Nothing wow. special. 
That's yeah, impressive. so it's, it's running basically all the same kind of mini quad parts. As you can see, the pod of it is basically like a mini quad, yeah. and you're just plopped it onto a much bigger frame. Um, and it's, are, they it's really pure are they really difficult to tune? Because obviously, it's not what a flight flight controller is. Like so, Ken Liu and um, Colby, like Colby Cortola, right now SFPV, he's the best tuner of these machines. Um, but as a group, we've really had to kind of figure out how to tune them because the tuning is completely different on the yeah. scale of machine than a mini quad. So like. You'd think like adding D would be helpful, but if you add too much D, it introduces a weird wobble and actually causes the machine to like fly out of control. Um, mm. And so like for P's, for example, you have to raise the P by like twice as what you would have for a mini quad. You have to have your I's by half. You have to have your D's by half. You have to change like the filtering in the mini quad or filtering on the flight controller to kind of handle some of the uh, vibrations that are different on this machine versus the mini quad. So like the is, that, is, is the idea of it being big so that it's more of a spectacle for spectators? Because yeah, I mean, well, what, well, my biggest issue with uh, drone racing in general, put this down, it's heavy. Um, my biggest problem with drone racing has been, one, mini quads are not interesting to, like, look at. Two, the races are really short. Like, you have, like, a couple minutes and you're down and you have to reset everything. So from a spectator point of view... The action starts and then it ends. Yeah. Then you have to wait and start and end. So it's not very entertaining. And then the size of these things, like you can't visually track a mini quad very easily around a course. So it's really oh, yeah. hard for Yeah. That's why they really hard for want us to get lots of and lots of LEDs. I've been in Korea for the last race and they wanted us to have at least 24 right. 24 right 24 but even when you have like 24 leds onto it it still looks like a dot when it's flying through the course it looked like um, a christmas tree yeah <laughs> well and so that's the biggest thing is I, I can't talk to what i'm doing next on the x-class projects but we're trying to move away from the christmas tree look because that's not the future of that, drone racing that was crazy you can um, get good at good at but yeah so yeah, well, that's the other thing is sponsors. Like, to make drone yeah. racing a sponsorable sport, mm. it has to be something that spectators like. It has to be something that the pilots enjoy flying. And also has to be something that the sponsors can actually put their advertisements on. And mini quad racing is just a little... It, it's hard to do that. I'm not saying you can't do that. It's just harder to do that. I think as well, like, if this was to become more mainstream, we need a way to have it so that cameras can follow a bit like if you watch formula one you see onboard stuff but you see you so see it on the outside on the well. same note um kind of a big announcement i guess you'll be seeing footage coming out of it this weekend but uh x class is taking these drones to a traditional automotive racing track wow so where cars and stuff have gone on we've done tests on tracks before and currently the x class quads are running faster times on car tracks than the fastest car on those tracks. Wow. Oh. So, it, it, and that's kind of where it really needs to go into the spectator realm is to put mm. these machines on traditional tracks where they're open, where spectators can visually see what's going on. And that is really kind of the biggest thing. When spectators can visually understand what's happening, and you can incorporate it into a way where it's always visually entertaining. It's really good and it works really well. 
Where are we uh, likely to see these videos that are coming up? Will it be on your channel specifically? Uh, X-Class has its own YouTube page. I know Colby will have his own videos out. Like, if you go to xclass.racing, you'll see the pilots there listed. If you follow any of those pilots, they come out with their own videos of these races and events. And this weekend, we're gonna we're expecting to have the pro lineup of the local area. We're having Colby Crotola, Shane, um, Shane Treweek, like a uh, Humboldt 710, myself, John Glaser, like some of these guys with the fastest rigs that go above 100 miles an hour on a track that allow them to go full speed. Wow. So it's 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 gonna definitely change things and it, it's definitely a new direction for drone racing are you are you tempted yeah. to try one with a 3d setup i <laughs> yes yes wow. uh technically it's totally feasible um and drew from the chat says what speeds do x class hit uh right now we currently have our fastest machine clocked in at 130 miles an hour that's so you want to get hit in the face by one of them <laughs> no crazy no and that's actually honestly my biggest concern is safety with these machines like we're entering into a realm where these machines are no longer small kind of toys they are legitimate machines that have to be taken seriously right. um so that's that's a I whole another thing though. The yeah. whole other thing is how will you transport uh, transport it? I mean, it's a pain in private places to transport mini quads mm -hmm. now on the airports. How will so, it go with the uh, that is this well, they freaking thing? Your backpack, do you? That is a great question. My backpack so, won't freaking <laughs> get it. On that so, note, and uh, the backpack is going to be hard. Like the arms on them right now, most of the quads are not transportable. Yeah. But this Christmas, I actually should say in a couple of weeks, there's going to be a frame design coming out from Team Dysonian that should allow you to more or less transport the quad. And the battery technology that I've been pushing with Tattoo, for instance, yeah. uh, well, okay, this is a hundred plus hundred watt hour battery. Like, I have a problem taking this battery on a plane because it's so yeah, big. because some of the no, it's uh, it looks like a stuff, they will tell you that <laughs> it's too much. But this is true. It also does look nefarious. But yeah, the, the current legal like, legislation. Two things that that looks like. One of them I can't say because Andrew will mute me. The other thing is it looks like a yeah bomb. It 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 is it is yeah. But it's actually worse when you go to an airport and you have like 20 batteries in your bag, and if you have them all stacked neatly, to the TSA, it looks like you have a shielded section of your bag because their scanners cannot see anywhere through the battery. So nine times out of 10, if you do not take your batteries out of your bag when you're going through TSA, or they're not scattered out enough, they're going to pull you aside to go through your batteries to figure out what the hell they are. Um, oh. so just a, like a battery tip, if you're going through TSA, always dump your batteries out like in their own tray and it tends to go through a lot easier. But with the battery technology, taking these things to the airport is a big issue. Like I've had a $200 battery confiscated from me by the TSA while trying mm. to do that. The solution is going to a hybrid battery solution. Instead of having mm. giant single, uh, packaged batteries, we'll have hopefully Celled batteries. So you have like four cell variants that are under 100 uh, watt hours. And the idea is you put them together in series to have four cell, eight cell, or 12 cell. 
and it allow you to essentially dissemble the battery, take it through the airport. On top of that, if you damage part of your battery, you can replace it. Mm. So that's there, there's a lot of stuff that's trying to be done to make these giant machines portable and more usable and cheaper. A lot cheaper. Are, you, are you running 8S on them or 10S? Or... Uh, this is the 8-cell prototype. Um, okay. This is the highest density battery cell that Tattoo makes right now. Right. And uh, it's the most dense battery that we could come up with under current uh, battery technology. How many minutes so, flight do you get? About the same as a mini quad. <laughs> like <laughs> we're trying to like the thing with it is like I, I me in particular, I've been trying to scale everything correctly. So like the, the amount of juice it's gonna take, the amount of flight time it's gonna take, uh, the battery weight to the ratio of the frame to the ratio of the motors and everything else, like all that stuff I've been trying to scale out really well. The cool thing is, is on the giant class frames, I've been able to reduce the amount that the frame weighs compared to the power system drastically. So right now, my machine is basically just a flying battery with electronics. Like, I have two pounds of motors to a half a pound frame. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. So, you know, you said, like, you can... I've got two questions. You know, you said you could swap ones out, you know, if your battery did get damaged. Surely right. you'd need to know the charge cycles because they would... It wouldn't be uh, balanced. Those batteries would work together. Yeah, well, so X-Class right now, a lot of pilots are marking their batteries for how many uses they've had yeah. because that's one of the biggest things. Is like, <laughs> especially when these batteries, a lot of them that we've been using in the past, uh, the bigger ones... They take, like, they're made for Again, AP Again, with stuff. the... No. Sorry, I can't, can't concentrate when you wave that in my face. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'll hold it like that. If it yeah, makes you feel better, better I'll censor it for you. I'm really trying, Zoe. You're <laughs> the only one that understands me. Um, I, so... I don't get it. I mean, I'm too lazy for that. Like, who's marking it? Like, hey, one more time. <laughs> I, look, you're drone enthusiastic. You know what I mean? We, we understand what PID stands for. You know, Tony, we're still trying to teach Tony that. So, you know, um, also, if you're concerned about um, safety of people watching the race, have you thought about putting them in cages instead of putting drones in the cage? This has actually been my biggest contention. and I'm kind of revealing a bit. Like hamster balls. You could just stick members of public in hamster balls. Well, this is, this is literally actually, what it is. Like... Irish drum nationals, people were in the cage and drums yeah. weren't. And that yeah. was pretty creepy. Put some black electrical tape on Tony's nipples. He'll be well into it. <laughs> but well. no, that is the biggest question because, like, well, the other issue is, like, what kind of cage do you need that's going to be able to stand the hit from one of these machines going full throttle? Hmm. I mean, if you have, like, 10 pounds of weight that's traveling at 100 miles an hour mm. and it's spread out over three feet, like, that... Like by the time it hits a traditional net, that thing is going to make the net and everything around it travel like a good ten feet, yeah. right? Mm. So the biggest thing is one: design the courses to where if these drones fail, they fail in a way that they will not fail towards the crowds. It's like every X-class race has done it in a way to where the machines are never aimed towards people. Much like a weapon, you never aim these things towards people. It's just not no. not cool. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> And 
The idea, though, is if you're running parallel with the crowd, if the machine is failing and it's going in this direction, it's not going to just randomly go out into the crowd. And we're also flying above a strict 15-foot ceiling at some of these events. We're really trying to implement a 15-foot ceiling because at these tracks, there's at least a 15-foot fence, if not higher. So around these corners, there's a bit of protection for the audience. And the other big thing is that with traditional automotive racing, people get hurt. Like the crowd, it's almost like an acceptable risk that eventually someone's going to get a tire in the mm -hmm. face. And that's a weird way to put it, but it's still a lot safer than traditional racing. And if it's done right, that incident where someone would get hurt by one of these machines might be once every 10 years versus once every month, you know, like comparatively to regular racing. And if it's done right and done safely, we can create a sport, an automotive sport that has all the excitement and fun of traditional automotive racing without a lot of the risk, a lot of the risk to the crowd, a lot of the personal risk to the riders and pilots and drivers, the the just inherent risk of the machines themselves. Like there, there's a lot that drone racing in general makes super appealing that still appeals when you scale it up. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I think it's the future. And it's definitely gonna be an interesting pathway like the x-class group they they're you know an ama sanctioned chapter we work with the ama we also work with the uas safety team uh from the faa we, we take in a lot of feedback from a lot of different places to try to figure out how we can navigate safely and make it you know a welcoming sport not something that you know is going to freak people out and not something that's gonna you know cost a lot of issues and like they're saying, insurance is one of the biggest thing. Uh, the AMA just released commercial insurance, which would be something that could very well cover these kind of machines at tracks. Um, and the other big thing is that drone racing, do we really need to have these things netted? If you're doing it at like a pro level and at a level that is you know, taking safety seriously, do these machines seriously have to be netted? Like having, and this is a whole different cultural thing because Netting the quads gives the public a perception that these things should not be flying with them and around them. Angelou? On the other hand, so I, ha I have one of the best female pilots in the world like, so, yeah. down behind here. But um, <laughs> Angelou, come here. Say hey. <laughs> it's Angela from FPV Racing Mexico, everybody. Hi, Angela. <laughs> So she she's just around in town for a couple of days while she's traveling around to the United States. Yeah. And um, with Zoe. yeah, so she may have pit stop here. Anyways, get, getting back to the cultural thing, I really think drone racing has to be something that's accepted into the wider like allowed to have public not have a net between it. And giant drone racing is kind of that weird shield to where if we can get this done right. It'll allow all the mini quad racing to start doing events without nets. It'll help help open up the uh, airspace for people being more comfortable with drones delivering packages. It'll kind of help push the culture of drones forward, um, at least in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Lexi, what were you going to say? Sorry, uh, sorry. I want to say that net saved my life two times already. So I'm all about the nets. <laughs> 
We can do all this stuff, but sometimes ESC is burning or someone hit us or we hit the gate or there was a wind or something else happened and then everything is going towards the crowd. So when we were just in the crowd of pilots sitting there, uh, it actually saved us because the quad was just going straight to us, to the group. So without a net, I wouldn't freaking go there. I mean... Um. I saw what, what the quad can do and how it's almost padded all the nets. So. Well, well that's, that's the thing with the tracks is that spectators have like a nice area where they can be protected completely from the machines. Mm. Like yeah. the, the, the vents we're talking about, the 15-foot like um, fence, there's seating below that fence that will protect them as it goes, if it's even a problem. Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. They're, the safety of these things is definitely be considered. And one of the things that I want to see is the reverse net thing happening. I want to put the audience in the middle of the stadium and have these drones flying around the outside where the seating is, you know, the Coliseum style. Like, that, that's, that's, my, that's personally my personal thing because I think it, it could be a lot safer. One, because if you have the machines flying on the outer rim of the circle, if they fail, inherently they're going to go towards the outer end of the circle, not towards the crowd. Um, and that's another thing where if you can net the crowd, it makes it easier to net the crowd because they're in the circle. You don't have to net the entire outside of the stadium. And Good idea. yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's really doable, especially, and this is kind of funny, the rodeo stadiums uh, around America, they're wood and concrete. So they have really good RF. And they have the perfect environment to race these machines around if you have the drone or the people in the center and the drones on the outside of it. Good um, idea. What's, what are you girls running at the moment? Can I, can I ask you each individually um, what FC you're running, what um, if, if you're, you guys are sponsored? Like what size as well? We've just been talking about the X class, but... Um, I believe Monica, you've been flying like a three inch recently. So yeah, like your go-to frame and quad at the moment. Um, well, on my three inch, I basically just have my um, GEPRC, the MX3 version, Sparrow version, and um, I I have the uh, how do you call it? Um, my FC is still the same one I've been using. Um, the stack from Flight Tower, I still love it because it's very, very small. And because the Sparrow is also very tight, it's actually perfect thing to put in it. Because the perfect FC in my eyes. Mm. The, and, the Flight uh, Tower stuff is really yeah. good. I like it. I run it in my micros as well. It's really good. What well, I'd be interested to know what like your opinion is uh, like the have you tried race flight and kiss and and that that goes for everyone i guess as well because i think you know there's um there's definitely a lot of big opinions on which is the best and uh, so i'd be interested to to hear your guys opinion on it no i haven't tried race you haven't tried it yeah no. it's more of an it's more of an american thing i think race yeah. Flight, yeah yeah it's yeah i mean in europe it's indeed a little bit less I don't know why. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I love it for my freestyle quad, not for racing. <laughs> That's just me. I'm I'm a bit weird like that. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you running it? Uh, MGFPV. Um, right now I've got like new frame, IFAF Ether, 
and I'm running on Furious Company <laughs> with 20 um, Speedix. Speedix, yeah, they're quite good. Some old motors, my boyfriend gave me them because I've got different ones, X Nova, but I decided to put them. So Emacs 2205, 200, no, sorry, 2600 KV. And actually, I like it, but I was flying maybe like two or three days and I. It wasn't really hard crash, so I broke the arm. So I don't know what to say about the frame actually. <laughs> I was thinking it would be good, but this is still prototype, so maybe they will change something. I don't know. So, yeah, so this is my main quad. Another one is my Franken quad. Let's say it's like Franken quad for the win. Old frame. This is ZMR, I think. If I am not wrong. No, it can't be. I like I like how she said ZMR and not ZMR. <laughs> Stop it. I like the way she talks. No, no, I do. That's what I say. ZMR. She said ZMR. That's the correct way to say it. Yeah, so it's... I don't know what camera I have here. Remember, that is the woman that me and Tony mutually love. <laughs> so be nice to her. Right. I am being nice. I'm, I'm saying ZMR is the right thing to say. I like it. Me and Tony argue over her all the time. <laughs> hours, hours right. of arguing. I might anyway, be so I'm going to quit. Rudely interrupted. Magda, what were you That's saying right. about it's yours? Okay. It's okay. What do you have on it? On this quad, I have also Emacs Motors 2205, and this is, uh, I can't remember, I think 2500 kV, but I'm not sure. And I've got, I'm running as well on the Gap RC props. I don't know, guys, have you tried them or something, Monica? We haven't tried them. No? Monica? Madam? I haven't tried them either. All right. I can say for me they are good and they have really good price as well. So, what, what price are they? 50 by 40. Um, yeah, and what Gap price RC. are they? What price? Yes. Yeah. I think, oh my god, 10 pairs, it will be like 10 pounds or something like that. Oh, that's really good. Mm. Yeah, it's, they are good, actually, they are good. They I look very like... similar to the Rotogeeks props for, from, yeah. the, from the pitch, yeah, the HQ props, sorry, yeah. Yeah, and some of the people were thinking uh, this is like so props. <laughs> yeah. I, have to say, I have to say, so far, all of these setups are better than anything that I've got. <laughs> I'm feeling embarrassed because, yeah, those are really nice components. Yeah, yeah, and I've got also this small quad. Oh, look at that. Gap RCA wow. frame, Hummingbird, and 1103 motors, some um, 6 amps ESCs, Runcam, which I really love it. This is really cute camera. I think this is uh, Emax Fento. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. What prop size is that? Sorry, is it 2 inch oh or 3 inch? Oh my god, 2 inch, 2 inch. Yeah. But I, I think I can run on, on the bigger ones. Yeah. This is enough space, so yeah. Are you running Betaflight on them? Yeah. Okay. Do you are you the kind of person who finds a nice tune, finds a nice um uh setup and just leaves it, or do if they release another this is better, this is better, do you change straight away and then retune all your quads or do you just leave it on? I think 
what you like. I think I would just leave it like that. Yeah, I think that's the best way. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because we've gone from like the X class quad there, like which is huge, massive, to and then we've got like a little two inch quad. I think they're all relevant, though. I think on the hobby side, um, the the smaller ones are better because they are more safe. But then, for a spectator point of view, the bigger ones are better. So there's a well, Zoe lives, and it's always hot there, so it's nice. Here we have to fly indoors with our tiny little free. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's raining right now. <laughs> and, and it's actually nice here, but it's dark. Would you like a? I've got a spare quad here. If you've broken arm, would you like it? <laughs> Wait, that's mine. No, it's not. <laughs> really? I found it. <laughs> then, that's um... my 5S fun quad. Magda, uh, Superflip in the chat was asking uh, if you've got a, a, a whoop since your one-way whoop. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> What's a so one-way whoop? The song one. When you fly it and it yeah. doesn't come back. Over, over the water, wasn't yeah, it, I think? Yeah, that, that was, was over the water. That was I saw that. idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you've been flying, have you got another one since you've been flying it? Yeah, I've got, actually, I've got one from Nick Rusen. He sent me one for free from States. So I was so, so happy when I received the message from him. He said, like, he, he is not flying with this whoop and he don't need it. So he decided to give it to me because he was thinking I needed. So I was like, oh, my God, that was, oh, my God. I really, when I received this message, I completely don't know what to say to him. I was like, really? This is this is how good the FPV. I think this is not just a girl thing. I think it's like a an FPV thing. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. it happens to you, Tony, you're just like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, it's but, not yeah, the yeah. worst thing. I'm sharing my parts too with guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've put out posts saying I've broke something, yeah. and um, Mikey Brent sent me the stuff yeah, so appreciating it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate um, what about what about you, Lexi? I mean, you're on your secret mission in Italy at the moment, but you're allowed to talk about what you're flying there. Um, what I'm flying here, I, all the quads are in the car. I'm sorry. Is she a spy? <laughs> but, sorry, but Is she I'm actually flying, a spy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a spy now. I'm on the secret mission. Uh, no, I'm she flying. She sounds um, like a spy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm flying on uh, I have twins, Demon RC4E. Uh, this is the frame. Um, I'm also flying on Demon RC FC, Demon RC PDB. Uh, I'm having Gemfan 2205 motors, uh, the new ones, the 2650, the one with a violet bottom. Uh, with the Mavericks ESCs, uh, Swift 2 camera, because I'm in love with Swift 2 camera. Uh, also using the Unify and RXSR, since they've made an update that, and I can use my Lua script again. <laughs> I just There's no that. life without the Lua script, guys. I, I just also have a freestyle. Uh, which one? <laughs> no, but uh, finishing about the quads, I also have a freestyle quad with me, uh, which yeah. is the Ego Drift Black Pearl with Kiss FC, the PDB from Matek, I think, and Tattoo. Uh, motors and Ego Drift DSCs. Oh, kiss girl, kiss girl, yes. 
What? <laughs> you can't kiss her, Jack. But no. Yeah. I'm, not I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Look. Yes. Kiss. It's the way forward. None of this race shite bollocks. <laughs> Have you made <clears> that shirt yet, Jack? No. I will. No. I spoke to... I've been I've been a bit ill lately, but soon he like found the font for me, so I'm doing it. So happy. Yeah, and oh, guys, man. don't worry, the secret mission will be on YouTube. So, Good. The launch I want answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, ju I just watched your um, FPV freestyling um, while you were flying and walking at the same time. I, I can't even stand up, so I was very impressed. <laughs> I oh, think that's my go. trick. I'm not also orbiting around myself and yes. you know that. I know, it was great. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm, so, very, and I'm really jealous because um, you guys have dived the chimney. Where is that chimney? In Slovenia. Uh, if you'll type on Google um, tallest chimney in Europe, it will just pop up with Google Maps. I just want to go there before it gets banned. <laughs> also, it, there's a map on Rotoriot. Uh, I may share it later. Uh, it's called the Lexi Bando map. I don't know why they called it with my name, but that was my idea to make a map with all the spots around the world. That's a good idea. With the bandos. Um, place for diving and all that kind of stuff. It has 2,000 views already, and um, I'm posting it constantly somewhere uh, just for people to add spots around the world, which is really cool. So uh, there is this chimney actually mapped, and it's called Lexi's Chimney. <laughs> I just added like two spots there, and all of the rest is just FPV people because we help each other, and this is cool. Yeah. It is amazingly big chimney, and I would but I, I would love to take a trip and just dive that for <laughs> one battery. It's really great. awesome. Yeah. I love to watch any video. But I was like, oh, I want to go there. Yeah, just type highest chimney in Europe on Google. It's it's really popping up with the Google Maps, so it's fine. Right, that's where we're going. LDO, day out. <laughs> we need a link to that map. We can day out, maybe. Oh. I'll shoot, I'll find the link for the map. And Zoe's having conversations in the chat about <laughs> people are like, I don't know how your head copes with flying 3D, voodoo magic, people are on about burning her because she's a witch. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't say that. And no, no one said that in the chat, but I wanted to say that to you because I've done nothing more. I know, I'm sure there's some people in the community right now that would love to see me burn. Oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> right. We've had you on before. Yeah, so um, let's 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 go on to that. Now that it's kind of almost <laughs> there, let's, let's take the opportunity. Someone make HPI admin. So um, do you want? Wait, uh, I, mean, I have to go again. I will be back. <laughs> Okay, well, while Mike is going off and, and getting a second drink, um, <laughs> let's uh, give a bit of background because Andy, Andy is innocently sitting in the corner not knowing anything about what's going on. I want to know what's going on, yeah. What's the, what's the drama? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Drama. I feel I feel like it has to start with a bit of a bit of background to leading up to my post. Um, yeah. Sally French had uh, asked DRL for comment about them holding uh, their championship league at in Saudi Arabia, 
and had asked them, you know, a few questions about safety of female competitors, how female competitors would be, you know, added into the whole competition. And essentially, they kind of gave her what I gave her. I, I what I saw was a very BS response. But pending that, she posted a post on thedronegirl.com uh, outlining the issues, and it really didn't get much attention or acknowledgement. It kind of got attention in the female pilot community because there was a lot of female pilots that were kind of aware of it going on. And it, but beyond that, in the Facebook post that Sally made on her own page, it really didn't get any kind of traction. It really didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I, I was sitting there basically, it was basically Monday and Tuesday before the post. I was, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about, how like it was kind of it was not kind of it was kind of it was messed up that DRL was hosting the race where they were hosting it and specifically for you know contractual reasons of having a lot of money to be there I can only assume seems a fair and 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 the just outright me as a queer woman a lot of people don't know this but I'm gay and well not even gay that's a hard way to even describe it but. That being said, if I was to go to Saudi Arabia, they have laws on the book that would outright kill me. Yeah. Now, if they even didn't even know that, there's still laws on the book meaning I'd have to have a, a male guardian. I'd have to cover myself. I'd have to subject myself to their local laws and stuff within that. And it's very different than the UAE. It's very different than Dubai and a lot of other Middle Eastern countries. Heck, even mm -hmm. Pakistan, which a lot of people in the U.S. consider more backwards than Saudi Arabia, is actually way more progressive and forward-facing than Saudi Arabia, where they allow women to drive vehicles, they allow women to uncover themselves, they allow uh, anybody into their country. And in an instance, one of my best friends, uh, Liza Miller, she took a group of female motorcyclists into Pakistan and rode around Pakistan with a bunch of badass ladies teaching women there how to ride motorcycles. But that could happen because the local laws within Pakistan allowed that to happen. There wasn't any contradictory information. And so the issue was, and the issue is, is that DRL's public statement of like, we are including female competitors, we're including female staff, we're gonna create this environment, is a lot different than the local laws that currently exist within Saudi Arabia where they don't allow uh, female competitors to play against male competitors. They segregate women in stadiums, uh, which is new. Before, they didn't even allow women into sporting stadiums. So now women can go into stadiums, but they cannot be with their family. They, cannot, they have to be in their own segregated spot. Um, it is pro it's progress, and I, I, I see that as progress. Crazy, though. And I would really love to see DRL have female competitors in their league competing at this event. I just don't know how the local laws, as, coming from what I know, the local laws for that country compared to what DRL's stating and their contract are two very different things. And so they say it's not a political problem, it's not about not keeping women out of it, but when they're hosting it there and they're inherently putting it in a country that is basically a politically charged area, it becomes a political issue. And that was what kept me up on Tuesday night. I, I, I could not sleep. So I wrote out everything that I uh, posted. I slept on it. I slept really good that night. <laughs> I, I, I gotten out that like, mm -hmm. 
that shitty feeling of like, this is wrong and this is bad. And I, I waited until the morning to decide whether or not I was going to post it. And I was like, if I don't say something now, and if I don't at least bring, broach the subject, then this is going to continue on. Like it, this is going to just concrete itself as being an okay practice within the industry. We're going to continually allow like, you know, some of these countries to basically influence the culture of drone racing in a way that could keep women out of it. And, and what specifically was, what was the response from DRL then? They just basically um, so I, 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 I've, I've talked with Nick on the phone recently, and Nick's response was that you don't get to know how we're going to make it work because you're not a DRL pilot. If you're a DRL pilot, we can tell you how we're going to make it safe for you. But because you're not a DRL pilot, we will not reveal that information. Which is but has DRL actually talked to you? I mean, talking to Nick or somewhere, uh, someone else, it's not the same as talking to the organizers. I mean, they most probably don't know. Well, that's the point, is that this is what I think happened, is that DRL signed a contract uh, with Saudi that did, it was kind of open-ended. Saudi Arabia wanted the race there, or at least somebody within that country wanted it there. They petitioned to have it there. And they signed the contract that was probably like all competitors or something, something that was very loosely worded to allow all their competitors to come in and compete. But the actual metal to the, like the, the where the metal meets the road of like how that's going to happen, mm -hmm. I don't think they have any clue. If they did, if they really had an idea of how it was going to work and how it was supposed to work, they would have already told people. They already would have announced that because that's what it came back to Nick. And, and this is where the conversation with Nick and I ended after going around circles. He cannot answer whether or not I would be subjected to the male guardianship system. He cannot answer whether or not I'd have to cover myself. And he cannot answer whether or not I'd be safe in a country that has laws on the book to kill jail and discriminate against LGBT people. Like those are three major questions that he would not answer. They probably didn't and think about it. They were like, holy shit, women are gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've been here since the beginning, so it's not like it's a new thing. I mean, yeah, but you don't, you know, you don't ram it down people's throats. No, no. because it's not something that really should be rammed down people's no. throats. It's just a part who I am, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know what I'm not mean? waving a flag actively, but in this instance, DRL did something that kind of really upset me. Like it really sat really horribly with the way yeah, I saw that, the industry. Mm. That that's it. They were just like they're probably like, well, we were surprised A a girl would even want to go or B, you know what I mean? It's that sort of complete overlooking. Mm, yeah. I mean, if it if I can make it up to you in any way, I will. If you need a chaperone, a male chaperone, <laughs> I will lend you Tony because it way, there's no there's no hierarchies. Very pet like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you own him. You're more looking after him. You know yeah, I mean? and Little Stellar Fox in the chat says, "Dear, I don't think DRL has any intention of having female competitors, and that's why they aren't showing or sharing how they plan on working around this giant issue." Maybe and they're that's actually, maybe they're, you know, self-loathing sausage fest. Is one of the gear, uh, the DRL pilots, the DRL pilots is gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my thing. Hashtag. Uh -oh. 
IRL. I, I mean, I, I, well, I don't know. There's a bunch of guys. They like to hang out with each other. What are we yeah, supposed man. to think? That, 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 was, that was a bad joke on a serious topic. But realistically, that is that that is the the crux of it. There could be, you know, someone within the LGBT community within DRL's ranks. And one of the bigger issues is that when you become a DRL pilot, and I know this because I've gone to events where DRL pilots have not been allowed to compete at. So this is the thing. Dear all the pilots held it against me that I was not at events that they were at this year because I was at other pro-level events that they were not allowed to compete in due to their contracts. On top of that, they're not able to... Uh, like, the biggest issue I have with Nick's... And this is the, the conundrum Nick gave me. Nick said, compete in the simulator, get that spot, and then when you get that spot and get an, a contract with us... Then we can have this discussion. Uh, that's a terrible, terrible mm -hmm. argument. I mean, yeah. what's to con I mean, uh, getting to that spot takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, mm -hmm. and you can't expect anyone to feel like, oh, that seems like a, a good thing to fight to get into a group mm -hmm. of people that don't respect me or want me there mm -hmm. and won't put mm -hmm. the, the time in to make sure I am safe from dying. Like that was my counter argument, and he just did not. It was a stalemate, and so basically, essentially, I I, I had to end the conversation because I started tearing up a little bit, and there was nothing productive coming from the conversation besides us running in circles, and that's where we last left it. And I I I, I more than anything want to see female pilots competing in Saudi Arabia. I think that would create the most social change. Not for just the drone industry, but for their local like country. Like that would be such an amazing thing for women in that country to see a female competitor in a brand new sport of the future racing against other male competitors. Like that that would just it would set a precedent for that country that would be so socially progressive that I have to get behind that. Like that is like the ultimate outcome. The secondary outcome would be if they can't make that happen, DRL, make that happen in a way where female competitors are included and don't have the same restrictions as their male competitors, i.e. covering themselves or, you know, a male guardianship. Um, you know, don't host in that country. If you can't, if you can't have the event in a country where it's going to be inclusive to your competitors, just don't do it there. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's a million other places they mm -hmm. could have had it at. Indeed, but um, only one of them was paying him that much money. Seek <laughs> <laughs> uh, and D in the chat said, "How many marriage proposals do you FPV girls receive weekly?" Well, can, I, can, I first, can I first of all say how many I get? Zero. <laughs> no. Unless it's I from Jack and what? And if it's a good month, one monthly. Hey. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty, right. That's quite good. I, I think I'll agree with that one. There, there seems to be a, a, a growing number of people in the chat who are, are fighting to make Zoe some sort of political f uh, figure, including Saudi president, apparently. Unfortunately, Saudi government's a monarchy, and yeah. uh, there's yeah. no physical way possible <laughs> for me to be able to help out in that fashion. <laughs> but yeah, um, just to kind of 
get my reading and what I've seen of the DRL posts, um, like their responses to it that they've published. Um, it looks like they were making an argument for when the women are visible in other areas of the hobby, then we will change it in for the DRL. We will make it a level playing field um, and make those that's, considerations. That's not that's not oh, enough. We've got exactly. guys here now, and and they're just yeah. you know, superstars. So that's just garbage, isn't it? Yeah. So well, one of the things that I've really wanted to do, and I'm still trying to figure out how to do, is I want to put together a training camp for women. I want to be able to have a place where a female pilot can come down for a month, and I can try to take her through the challenges of growing her skill. You know, from where she's at, even if she doesn't know how to fly, to trying to take her to that pro level pilot level and over the last year I've had the great experience of teaching people hands-on how to fly and I've gotten ridiculously good about pinpointing people's like the blocks and how to move them past where they're stuck at figuring out how to get someone flying within the first day my current uptick on student rate is 90% you know 90% of my students are flying within the first day wow. I know that if we gave women the opportunity to go to a location if they wanted to to just train for a month to get up to that DRL status level no, that other guys are than us. stop it now it's like uh, it's like walk at the same time <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's like it, what with snowboarding like snowboarding at first there's like no women in it yeah. Then women started getting into it, and it was kind of like their skill level wasn't at the same level as the guys, quote-unquote. And then we have this explosion of women entering the scene that were badass snowboarders that really kind of took it to more of a pro level. And I feel like we're really at that stage, hopefully at that stage with drone racing, where we can go from having you know, the few women that are really holding it out there, like Lexi, me, Julie, and others, and Aaron, like, oh my god, Aaron, Magdalena, oh my god, you guys are awesome. Yeah. And, and, and just, it's, it's, it's to the point of where that kind of shield will help other women feel more comfortable and confident in getting into the hobby, and like, have someone not necessarily to identify with, but not have a guy that's saying, ripping balls, and this is blood, you know, like, the machismoism that can keep some people out of the sport isn't within that. So do you not like that? The sort of the ripping balls masculinity. Well, side not, of not, it. not, not. I think it's okay. It's just I think that's been heavily promoted more than a lot of the other stuff. I mean, yeah. it must be worse I... for you, especially being like um, a homosexual woman as well. You must look at men just be like, oh my god, they're such children. You know, uh, 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 <laughs> I, I, I've routinely said this this hobby is an industry is filled with a bunch of grown men playing with little toys. Um, well, that's what it is. I mean, that that sort of leads up, leads on to something that one thing I one thing I'm interested in is sort of is the path different for girls when it comes to getting into FPV and quadcopters and as guys? Because my experience my experience is sitting in a sort of my sort of dark man cave in the in the darkest corners of RC groups, and that's kind of like how it starts. But like for for females, is it is it different? What is the sort of? I, I'm interested to know from like it's sort of like an open open question. Let's how, ask, let's yeah. ask these individually. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I, I think yeah, if I'm right, hold on, hold on, Frank. We want Monica to answer um, Andy's question. <laughs> How did you start? Why did you start? And yeah. yeah. I I actually got into it because I always had to go fly with my boyfriend. I mean, when you went flying. Hmm. So I just got so sick of sitting there that I was like, one day, just give it to me. And he was like, um, no, you'll break it. And I'm like, want to bet not? <laughs> and well, I didn't, I didn't break it, but that's not saying much. I didn't really fly much either because it was, um, yeah. I, I don't know. And that just bonded us together, I guess, because I wasn't anymore just frustrated to sit next to him and do nothing. Yeah. So I could actually share experience with him so i started to well, finally that's, that's get into mostly it that's the problem of uh, the guys that want to get their girlfriends mm -hmm. to the hobby yeah. i mean if you sit there for a couple of hours you're like oh god i mean i'm flying by myself i know how mm -hmm. fun it is but if i'm about to sit there for a couple of hours and with nothing i'm like oh god no so that's that's the mostly yeah. the big problem i mean if you want to get a girl into fpb buy her a freaking tiny whoop or get her goggles because watching it from the outside this is oh and the the goggles, it's, yeah. they also have so to that's the main problem yeah but the thing is they also at least have to be a little bit interested because i think even if you would oh, buy a tiny whoop for her and if she doesn't care, she still wouldn't fly with it. But that's the same with guys because it's not just girls. The same is with the same thing is with guys. If they're really not interested in it, you can't talk them into it because you might say it's difficult to get girls into it. But I've encountered the same problems with getting guys into it. I mean, sometimes I'm talking to guys and because I'm in university and they're not interested at all in I mean, I'm talking about it and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, go for it. How can I use that in football? No, go away. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a girl flying and, like, she brings her boyfriend along and, and he's just like, nah, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, nah, you can't get me into this. And she's there, you know, she, she's into it. That's That would be great. So if I'm right, from looking at other, or having seen other videos on your channel, Magda, um, yeah. I'm fairly certain that I see plenty of other RC streams. Like, I mean, loads of us have got in, into FPV through, like, flying RC planes or driving RC cars, and I've seen both of those on your channel. Is that how you got into FPV, or was there a different route for you? It was because my boyfriend started to fly first and he started to fly with planes and after a few months he saw some video. I can't remember what was that. I think that was that video in the forest when the guys was chasing yeah. each other. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. that video. And after that, that video he decided yeah, he decided to buy his first drone. So I was going with him all the time everywhere, yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe I will try as well. So he bought me a toy drone. Actually, I still have it. That was... <laughs> yes, Jack, I told you. Toy. People start with toy drones, Jack. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was flying like line of sight. So it wasn't that nice for me. So I was flying maybe a few times with this. And then he did give me his racing drone. That was, I think, Ishin. Yeah, Ishin. 
it wasn't that good, but for me was for first time was good. So I think I tried maybe one or twice. And then I remember I watched with Philip some schizo video. I can't remember which one exactly, but when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that was like, for me that, that looks like, you know, like it's everything looks so easy. But after that, when I started to do something, that was like, oh my God, how to do it, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I was trying to practice as well on the simulator, but I I decided to not do it. I don't know why, because it wasn't that good, like when I was flying in real. So yeah, so I start just like that. And I am person as well, like when, when I'm trying something new and something is not like going in good way, I I always like give up too quickly, yeah? So it was the same with drones. I was like, oh no, I don't want to fly with this, with this toy, so I give up. And then when I was watching through the goggles, that was much, much better for me. So then yeah, it's easier. I decided to try one more time and that was... Whew. I think you must have really had the passion for it though, to, you know, go on the simulator and try all of this stuff. So I think, I think you, you really must have been into it despite, you know, you thinking that uh, you know, this isn't working kind of thing, but you know, you were really trying all the different avenues there and it seems like you ended up with the FPV yeah, as your favorite to. thing. Yeah, I have to because you know, the weather in UK is not that good. Oh, we know. <laughs> so, sometimes I remember when I started, I, sometimes it was like maybe I was flying one time per month. It was yeah. just one day. And then maybe through the, we've got summer, it was like, you know, more often, but not that often because I'm more like full time as well. So it's not that easy to, to do it, but I was trying to fly as much as I can to practice as well. And I think this is it, seriously, this is the first hobby which I have, which I am so, so excited when I'm going for yeah. every flight. And this is yeah. really something what I, Really love it, seriously. Even at work, I'm talking with my friend. She's female, of course, and I'm talking to her, and I know she, she totally don't understand what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm always so excited, so I have to share with someone, not just like with my boyfriend. Yeah, I need to share with more people. I've, I've secretly hired you to train, train Vicky, because she's shown slight yeah. interest don't worry <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah you're in you good guys hands. not living you guys not living so far away so we we should meet up yeah that would be cool yeah i know uh, the thing is i feel bad like years ago before fpv i shouted at her for being so terrible at video games <laughs> and i didn't i didn't know that like she weren't allowed them when she was little uh, and I was just like, how bad? Because I just watched. I was like, you're really intelligent. You, of all people, will know, like, you know, brain to thumb, you know, should be fine. Jack, have you seen and... me play video games? <laughs> no, I've seen how you build quads. You are bad. Well, it's worse than how I build quads. Oh. <laughs> I can't. It's like my mum. She like asked me stuff on how to do stuff on computer, and I'm like, "You are smarter than me." At some point, you were teaching me how to like wipe my butthole. Like, <laughs> like, like, 
any coaching off me. I'm was like, this last week, Jack? Or yeah, it's it's totally. <laughs> it weren't too long ago. Like, I, honestly, I, I, you know, like the, the thing is, my mum, like, you know, I can say whatever to her. Like, once I jokingly, like, you know, shouted, like, shut your whore mouth, mother, at a cat. <laughs> And like everyone around me thought I was serious, and I just oh, I've never wanted but the ground luckily... to open up and eat <laughs> so much. You know, and she was being mean to me first. That's the worst part. Can... Oh, that's that's all right then, Jack. You can all everyone can always call their mother that if they would be. <laughs> yeah. I know, like she was uh... chipping me first. Well, yeah. So. Is it is it in your girl's blood now? Is it like FPV for life? Does everyone love it? No. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Everyone's like, we're not gonna. No say passion. <laughs> I was like, what? is anybody gonna say anything? <laughs> but my response to it is very complex because I've had some experiences over the last week that have made me feel very. Um, unwelcomed in the community and also some experiences that have made me really realize that my presence in the community has done a lot of good uh that being said i i don't know i mean i have a passion and i love flying and i can't imagine not ever having it a part of my life mm. i think but, the question, i think the yeah. question is legally is it fpv for life you know or, or is something going to come along no, fpv life sentence sooner or later <laughs> I think the only thing that could come along is like me becoming an astronaut or like an actual pilot and making giant physical drones that I ride in. I mean, that would be oh, cool. You should do that. That would like be awesome. The next step. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Zoe dies in a drone that she makes. Peter's still alive. Um, well, For now. Yeah. Peter Skipper, by the way, is the guy that was on flight test who's uh building his own plane out of foam board just for some context. Yeah, he flown it, hasn't he? He flown it, yeah. didn't he? Crazy, yeah. crazy Absolutely crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. You just oh. <laughs> No, no. Oh, oh, We're not ruining anything time. though, because it's still worth watching. So Absolutely. But, yeah. Okay, good. Andy, uh, you've got your uh, first proposal in the chat, by the way. Have I? Who is it? Yeah, it's Carlos. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> Don't accept. That was easy. Um, guys, so uh, I have to leave you and I have to eat because I'm hungry absolutely. as well. Go for it. Thanks. So uh, Thanks it was nice. Thank on. you very much. Bon appetit. See you, Lexi. See you, Lexi. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm, I'm glad we got through an hour. Perfectly. That was you, great. I think. It was great. I really. Right. That was let's try and offend someone. Zoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you're an idiot. Um, there you go. Oh, you look. You don't realise how important and how like a yeah. pillar of strength. Yeah. You don't realise the hole that you feel. A, you're the pioneer of 3D. Yeah. B, you're a girl, and. Because there's not there's not a guy doing 3D really. Yeah. And that's something that's always interested me. I've been secretly trying to fly 3D because the liftoff simulator, I don't know if you know Zoe, they added the 3D feature to liftoff. 
That's super easy to enable. You just push the button like three yeah. times and bam, three modes enabled. I've been playing about with that. So I'm, if I ever get good enough to not crash while doing it, I'll do some videos on it. But yeah. Um, well, I mean, so 3D pilots, as far as that goes, uh, there's a few good ones out there. I mean, lately, I don't think there's been as active posting videos, but like Liberimo over in uh, Japan, he is an amazing pilot. He pulled off the first like uh, building plant. So he flew up like a, a 50 story abandoned building and he planted the 3D quad on the wall of the wow. building using the thrust. Wicked. And he basically, he basically like let go of the building and like flew down it and he he did the first like real building dives with 3D, yeah. and he did some really cool stuff. And he was also the only other 3D pilot that was at Worlds in 2016. Uh, he had competed in I think South Korea's competitions, ended up uh, going forward, and he got a spot at Drone Worlds. And it was basically me and him competing for you know, 3D dominance. Uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of funny. He actually hit the mountain before I hit the mountain. And then I hit the mountain after him because it was like, well, if he's hitting the mountain, I have to hit the mountain. Like, I can't be up marked by another 3D pilot. I've got to do it too. <laughs> so that that's what started the whole mountain thing. So I did the mountain and then Shane started doing the mountain. Like, everyone during that competition started hitting the mountain. But that's no, they're there. So why I am I an idiot again? <laughs> because... only just realizing how important yeah. you are in the community for supporting so many yeah. groups. That's that's what Jack. You, yeah, you, you like that. It's I'm a big fan of like Kevin Smith, and if you listen to his like long talks and stuff, his brother was um, gay, and oh, he yeah. started Good writing. Stage. Yeah, he started writing scripts and like he would then hand it to his brother and he would properly laugh and that was his first um like you know first you know realization that holy shit like what i do right. sort of makes a difference and i can affect people and, and his yeah. later movies since then have been really good because of it like heaven smith has put out a lot of good work that's like even in the last movie, I think it was Red State. It was like like yeah. last horror movie. Like some of the jokes in that that were like LGBT related were fucking hysterical. Yeah, you, and... you've got a corner. Like you know, like that's the thing. It's like with this community. If you think back, no matter who you are, sex or age or whatever, is that you're not as alone. Do you know what I mean? Like you have, you make friends. You know, mm -hmm. like I've. That's, I wouldn't have Tony if I didn't have this hobby. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you know what it's like to like be like 28 and, you know, that late in life and make a best friend? You know, oh. it's life-changing. The best you friend? I'd say the same I'm just thing. like, to cry. This whole year, I haven't had like the chance of like flying with another female pilot at competitions. And yeah. this year, I tried putting together like the first female team. And that part of that was inviting Angela Jax from FEV Racing Mexico, who she's in the room hearing this right now. <laughs> Uh, inviting her out to do a team race and trying to put together first girls team. Uh, it didn't go great. We couldn't find, like, the other female pilots I had contacted at the time, like, most of them were doing other stuff. So it was yeah. hard for us to get them all in one place for one event. But yeah. we had the first actual co-ed, completely co-ed, evenly matched up uh, racing team. 
Yeah. We went to Dover, we beat a bunch of pro pilots, and it was amazing. Yeah. But the thing that I pulled from that was just me being able to travel and compete with another female pilot. Like, she's one of my best friends now because of that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I connected with her on a level I was never able to connect with with the other male pilots. Yeah, and that, that's something that a lot of the male pilots just take for granted. Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. That is the big, the big deal. And then you, you've got to look even bigger and wider and look about someone who isn't you. Do you know what I mean? You're carving a path. If you didn't do it, no one else has done it this year. No one might do it for years and years and years. And then the other side of it is that, like, one day, like, drones will be a big thing. They'll be taught in school. There'll be history. And because you've done that, they'll look back at history mm -hmm. and they'll talk about you in, like, high schools. And, you know, someone will probably write an essay about it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You well, are a suffragette of the FPV. I think, I think like, now as well, like, yeah. female, female pilots are just far too rare and... I think unicorns. So when Zoe talks about when Zoe talks about flying with other female pilots, it's difficult because we're all dotted around the world, and the more female pilots that we get, the better. And, and I was really like disappointed to see like if a female pilot gets sponsored, then there's all this controversy. But yeah. but I think that's really I think that's really daft because I think it's great when when someone gets sponsored, and it only highlights that both genders can achieve great things and uh i think that's a, a great thing I, i'd love to see you're, more of yeah it. you're building bridges on the hobby but most importantly you're building bridges to each other as other women oh. do you know what i mean you're able yeah. to meet halfway and, do, you know, do you know what it's like like think about you right you could travel to england and you've got a friend there do you know what i mean you can travel to paris and there'll be there, there will at least be one girl pilot no, no, that's around true. the world. This is true. You're never true. alone because you stood there. You've been alone when you first came in, and people have gravitated. You're someone to look up to. You're the the little girl, like little girl's hero. When there's like a ten year old girl and she's like playing with boys' toys, all of the and it's like, are, yeah, uh, you know, it's not, it's not that thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you know, you're you're that sort of she can do it you know technically you're wonder woman who likes flying upside down <laughs> i guess you know well thank you for the, the ego boost i guess <laughs> yeah like you know like what you're doing matters like it may feel like you're up on a uphill battle but like a difference well to, right uh, now it feels like it's a bit of an uphill battle but i i'm hoping that this is the downhill portion yeah like yeah I've seen stuff just in like since posting that message. Like I knew things weren't gonna like change or happen overnight. Like nobody yeah. changes overnight. Nobody's able to like take all that information in and really digest it. But I've seen attitudes of some of the pilots that even posted negatively in that comment thread changing. Like there's they they slept on it and they kind of are realizing what I said and that I wasn't trying to attack anybody in the community. I wasn't trying to like say guys in the community are sexist, blah, blah, blah. I, I was really just trying to point out like a real problem and the social implications of that problem and how it could affect the industry going mm -hmm. forward. And that's something that a lot of people just kind of had to think about for a bit. And I, I'm hoping they'll continue to think about it. I'm hoping this will be something that at least instead of not being in their minds, 
it'll be at least a little nodule that in the yeah. back of their mind they'll think about before they host like an event in Saudi Arabia or something else like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that... Actually being kind of helpful that it's something where it's so clear cut that there's you know some way that it's negatively affecting women that it then opens up that conversation a bit more to like how other ways because I mean if you think about it there's lots of ways people can be kept out of FPV like for like financially and geographically and all that kind of thing disability I, I sometimes I go to places and no toilet you know I'm like but, I'm done but gender is something that is like almost by definition evenly split throughout right. all of those sorts of things um so the fact that we don't see so many women in the you know in the competitions then that's actually quite clearly saying that even if they're not actively being discriminated against the 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 conditions aren't being made comfortable for everyone like there's some there's an issue there yeah. that needs to be looked well, at. There, there's there's certain organizers and certain uh competitions that i've personally avoided because of the culture that is surrounding them mm. and um I won't speak to who or what, but you know, there's there's certain you know I noticed in the United States that there was a bit of a divide happening this year between hosting certain bigger like like multi GP events versus non multi GP events, and you know the the there was a lot of organizers that did not want to host those multi GP events for various reasons. And I made a decision this year to go to mostly non-GP, multi-GP events, especially the bigger ones. So, like, this is historic. It doesn't even happen with multi-GP events, but almost any giant drone race, as where you have like a hundred plus competitors, it's almost just like like hard clusterfuck. Very rarely do they are they able to get any of these larger competitions to actually scale properly and are fun for the pilots. Most of the time, it's just like a dick measuring contest for a lot of guys. They show up with a lot of other guys that they know and compete with on a regular basis, mm. and they try to put down a time on a track to beat the other guys on the track, whereas it's still, even to this day, like Ken Liu says, it's still 50% luck and 50% skill. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's not enough of a, a proper gap to where you can really see who's the properly skilled pilots, in, in my mind. Like I, I see, and I see some pilots, like for example, on DRL, that I feel may not be to the same level as a few of the female pilots that I've seen, but that doesn't mean they're also to the same level as like Jet or Nurk or some of the other top-level pilots on their show, right? So there, there has to be this like weird middle ground where women themselves have to like kind of push themselves up to do better. But also the community kind of has to become more welcoming, you know, like yeah. the, the, the bro centric culture, the ripping balls, quote unquote, kind of thing. Like, that's cool. But if we have just that, that's going to really kind of be unappealing to women to be, compete against and be a yeah. part of because that doesn't speak to a lot of the women that love to fly. I mean, I compete differently. Like, I help my competitors. I don't have the traditional, like, I'm at the track, you. I'm here for me kind of thing. Like there's been multiple instances where I've helped my competitor beat me, which has been bad. There's been mini quad races, X class races, freestyle competitions, all of the above where I've been helpful to my competitors in That's a way passion. where they've gone. Passion, and, and, though, isn't it? It's what? 
that's passion though isn't it and that's the passion it's coming. passion it's it's that's that's me being passionate about it and me trying yeah. to compete in a way that i see as helpful inclusive and trying to push everyone forward because yeah. competitors like i want i want people to compete at their highest level like I don't want to see someone competing at like half throttle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I want them to have every opportunity they have to do the best that they can do because that's when the real competitive spirit's able to come out. Um, and so that's why I get very helpful during events, like to like a detrimental point where I've helped other pilots to where I need to be working on my own stuff and I'm helping them work on their own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like to see more of that. I like to see a lot of the competitors like drop the whole like ego there's a lot of big egos around these really tiny machines i think that's like, just the human thing that's not yeah do you think it's uh, like the the sort of rota riot mentality is, is that what it is there's a lot of no, media kind of i mean well rota riot was a culture i mean and a brand right like they had money behind them and backing to kind of try to build a brand and they, they tried to like launch as a TV show initially. They tried to launch as like a web brand and then they launched their store. And initially they're trying to build it as this kind of like bad boy brand that was going to kind of sell for TV. And then they started realizing that they were more of an integral part of the community. So like a lot of the, like, I, I think so, at least a lot of the instigating that happened, quote unquote, doing like the, the bad boy stuff started kind of causing ripples and waves in the community. And there's a bit of, you know, uh, Little, little bit of pushback from that a little bit. Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it, it's that that also makes it entertaining, the egos, the right. personalities. It's a, yeah. And, it's, and a it's, a, it's a hard balance because I've always seen Rotor Riot like a band, you know? Mm. Like you can't just add in a band member that doesn't jive or doesn't know how to jam mm. with the band, right? Yeah. So for Rotor Riot, especially like when they try to add someone onto their main cast, they have to basically find someone that jives really well with everybody else in their main cast. And I don't know all the specifics about what happened behind the scenes of like late, but they've definitely seemed to be trying to move the brand in a direction that's more open to everybody, that's less of the ripping balls and ah and more of the like You are an episode. Yeah, that and it was a really cool episode. Like I loved like what we did with that and how fun it was. And that was one of those you less controversial mall, episodes. Yeah, well, that was the the balloon popping, but then they did a 3D episode. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I I think they should focus more on the pushing the boundaries of FPV in a positive way versus pushing the boundaries in a uh, controversial way, so to speak. Like. I think uh, I think they need a female member, and that was going to be one of my questions. Have any of you girls been approached by Rotor Riot and asked if they if you want to participate as being a a, a member of Rotor Riot? Um, this is, I guess, the Rotor Riot frame I'm helping them with. <laughs> ah. So I'm not an official member. Um, I, I am just uh, trying to help them with the frame design. They've been following me for a while, and they saw the raggy WBX frame, and uh, they wanted just to Tony. kind of... Hmm? I, was just, I was waiting for Tony to make a comment. I heard about it, and I still know the full story between fossils and... I'm not, even going, I'm not even going to go there tonight. 
Okay. Well, feel free to go there later because I'm super curious what, about. Right, so two, two, two things, right? So, yeah, Yodel Adams asks, "Ladies, what are your plans for the cold season?" Um. Simulator and tiny loop at home and maybe oh. the car park. Yeah. Staying inside. Actually, we've got some truck at home with some gates with LEDs, so it's a good idea. And also, we've got car park like one minute from home, so it's perfect for whoops and for races as well. But I didn't try with my five inch, so maybe I will try, but I am a little bit worried. Like, I will crash it and then I will regret. So maybe I will fly with my smaller quads. Yes. But yeah plan for winter and practice yeah i definitely hope yeah. yeah i definitely hope it will stop raining because it's <laughs> really so bad i mean snow i can handle but the rain is just ugh. Yeah. it makes everything yeah. just rain not feel sucks. great yeah so i hope if in if the in december it starts to be a little bit better we can go out with the with more uh, training for a three inch and a five inch because honestly i haven't even been able to fly with it much i built it last month and i've flown i think we've flown it for three days maximum in the weekend so it's really bad and you go but then out, again are you gonna start racing at all competitively any of you guys repression <laughs> I always say man. Oh, I'm like, oh, right, man. guys no, is no. a gender gender neutral word. These yeah. I, I, I agree. I actually agree with that in Santa Cruz, California. I know. I'm just <laughs> with him. I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Yeah, I think Tony I... suffered enough. Honestly, sorry. <laughs> That's alright. Don't worry. Yeah. So I I think the the princess both of us want to try. Yeah. RTA, but. If we have like, you know, full-time job and after that some work, uh, you know, at home or something like that and you don't have enough money, how you can do it? You know what I mean? If if it will be like in the UK, of okay, maybe I can try, but mm -hmm. as well is the situation like I'm not from the UK, so I have to go for a holiday to visit, you know, my family and stuff like that. So I've got like maybe 20 days mm -hmm. to, to go somewhere. So... Well, you what about the uh, what about the, uh, the the British FPV Racing Association? Um, <laughs> so that, shush, Jack. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, in January, they're going to be announcing the details, but yeah. uh, they're going to be putting together a team for the uh, international. Uh, uh, race so by organized by the FAI, so the sort of official world aerosports um association. And so, through the British Championships qualifications events next year, um, they're going to be picking their team. So, if mm -hmm. you go to, I think at the moment, I mean, all the details are still being worked out, but if you go to at least one qualifying event, mm -hmm. um, then you're in with a chance of. of going on the national team and then they would pay for you to go over to wherever it is in the world Whoa. so um that's, that sounds cool seriously it, that right. might be something to be keeping an eye on 
Seriously. I'm pretty sure that's not in Belgium, though. <laughs> I mean, I we have like the FIE. Um, I don't know. Do you say it the same? Yeah, right. The FIE um, races in Belgium. And personally, I don't go because if you miss one, you can't participate anymore. So I feel like I can't. Oh my god. No. Really? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. No, no, right? Because if you miss oh one, you're not. Heaven forbid you have a life or commitments or. Yeah, I mean, if you if you miss one, and I'm not a good enough racer to get any points at all, so. Yeah, me neither. I'd be so low anyway that I wouldn't make the qualifications anyway. So I feel like it's a battle I can't even compete. But we have a few races that are just. Yeah. Um, made by other organizations, mm. and I, I'm usually trying to make all of those yeah. in Belgium at least. Well, Brexit hasn't happened yet, so we'll still let you in. So, <laughs> on a, yeah. Airbnb, right? Hang on, yeah, I've got a little. Yeah, we've got a little announcement, right? So, little Stella Fox says, um, "I've never met another female pilot in person, and I've tried, still not once." So I'm putting out a shout out for little Stella Fox. She is in Surf City, North Carolina. And um, I will warn you, little Stella Fox, that this is Let's Drone Out. So there's probably going to be about five guys willing to dress up <laughs> as women and pretend to meet you. So whatever you do, be careful. Meet in a public place. Try and chat to them on Skype or verify that they're not catfishing you. Because even Tony will have a go for a laugh. <laughs> He's still got a few crop tops kicking around somewhere. And you no one wants to see that. No. I've so, actually uh, just subscribed to her. Yeah. Hey, Joe. They're little, have a go they're little bastards in that chat. Little... It's getting mad in that chat. So, Monica, are you sponsored by anyone? Do you get any freebies sent to you at all or anything like that? Well, Dollprop and Foxeer is my sponsor. Ah, nice. Dollprop and Foxeer. That's really good. Yeah, well, it's basically the same. So, about you, MGFPV? Yeah, actually, I am sponsored by FPV Direct and. I've got some free stuff as well from Gap RC, but this is not like sponsorship. They just sending to me this to test something like that. So, so is is that because they've seen your YouTube channels or your Instagram and they've contacted um, yeah. you? And... Yeah, I think they seen first my Instagram. Like I was, I think adding some videos and photos with the props from them. Yeah, and they then contact to me and they ask. If I need some spare props, what's it? Yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah. Why Sometimes they sending to me some props and antennas as well. So yeah, and I really like them. They are cheap, yeah, but they are for me. They are good. So do you have to like um, make an Instagram post regarding that, or like a YouTube video? Or is it just that you know you're just associated um, with them and you get to use them? For the first time, I think. Yeah, they asked me for some, you know, short video or live story or something like that, and maybe some photos. So yes, that's it. I think fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do they send like? Do they send like? Sorry. 
Oh, sorry, it's my fault. I was no, 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 it's my fault. I was just interested because, like, I'll stop uh, it. You too. No, you hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help. I was just interested because I, I, I like do review videos. So I think there's a difference between reviewing a product and being sponsored. And I think when when you are sponsored you sort of get sent like a monthly care package is that the is that the kind of thing that you get from being sponsored like every month you get props or something um actually no from the fpv direct i've got like for the beginning they give me almost like whole quad they give me like chameleon x nova motors cbs esc Furious Combini and Run Come Swift too. So yeah, so I've got like, you know, like whole quad. And then actually nothing. And that was ah uh, yeah, because it was it was quite funny situation. Maybe not funny. Because I was after that when I read something on Facebook, I was like, oh my god, because when they uh write on the Facebook like I am they they you know they choose me to to be sponsored by them some people from from the uk write some posts like uh they choose me and because of me they just you know just uh keep the gill yeah because yeah. sponsored by them and they said like i'm not flying like i'm just flying like freestyle i'm, I'm not racing and that was like you know like for me that was like I supposed to race all the time to 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 do something like this or you know to I don't know how to say but you know yeah it's, yeah it's like it's, what's it's, wrong it's with it's weird me? because you know this is not like I want to you know do everything yeah if I'm like freestyle I will do freestyle I want to try as well racing but you know I don't have this opportunity like you know to go for some races because of the money or stuff like that mm-hmm. and that was another thing like some people write like i'm flying on the clone frame or something like that and i was like okay so if i don't have enough money to fly on i don't know or on alien and on key stuff i supposed to not flying or something like that because yeah, it's a tricky one right isn't now it? this is really sometimes this is bullshit i don't get it those people with if they're writing something like this and sometimes it's sad as well but from some time i just try to you know that don't listen to them and just you know just do your thing do your yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. that's exactly. the right attitude because otherwise you'll just keep worrying about everything yeah don't. yeah David Winterstall, everybody. Oh, you have yes. Hey, how's it going? Hey, David. Hi. Oh, my Hi. God, it's David Winterstall. I know. NG, I'm sorry. That is my first love, David Winterstall. I thought I was, you bastard. No. Um, Seek and Destroy. Who's that new girl with the beard? She looks like. Nice. I know. I would marry um, that one in a heartbeat. If you're Aww. if you're a fan of MG FPV, she made a really cute video of her cleaning her quad oh, with a toothbrush. Yeah. Oh, so really? If you ever see yeah, her, you'll see her being a fan. Yeah, loads of people wave toothbrushes at her. And baby wipes as well. They are good. That's how me and Tony Seriously. were like, we love this girl. He's like, <laughs> have you seen this? I was like, yeah, I know. She's so adorable. And like, oh, it's literally you. playlist of kittens. And then you and the two. <laughs> it's exactly the same to us. Oh, thank um, you. Where's this race you were talking about in the UK? 
Oh, that was so. I'm talking about all the qualifying events for the British FPO, uh, so BFPVRA British Championships. So go on bfpvra.org. I'm sure there'll be stuff on there in January. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so that's asking, uh, asking, answering Al Wishy's uh, question. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like, is it placebo where everyone brings little ducks? Plastic what? ducks, and they throw. Yeah, like Yeah, yeah. So there's a band. There's a popular band, and like I'm when lost. they come to the UK, someone set up a. If you bring a little rubber ducky and you throw ducks at them, there's also you know the King Charles Cinema in the UK. They have a greased night where you go there and they throw plastic cutlery at each other. Jack, have and... you had much sleep lately? <laughs> how, did, yeah. how did you... Where does this come I, from? I, I, it's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird. David, David, congratulations on 100,000. 100, thank you. Congrats. Yeah. Well done, oh, thank man. you. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. What are you going to be punching next? shows up to this pile of shit. <laughs> David, David, did you get the um the the super play button yet? No, they take like forever to send yeah, it. Yeah, I, I hear that. You know yeah. he hasn't got one because he hasn't f***ing rocketed knife it. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you can't give him anything. You know? No, I know. That's you, why I can't have nice are going to Are you going to rocket punch it? <laughs> oh, oh please do! Please. I don't know. I don't know. Fist it. Yeah. No. Fist, I don't know. You can't say fist it on the girls' night. <laughs> this is the after show, though, right? Yeah. Of course you can. Yeah. Of course you can. This is not the after show yet. The word, the word fist is gender neutral, Jack. I'll show you one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is a point. <sighs> yeah. So I thought it was. Stop by and say hi. Uh, yeah. We banned NJ Tech because we didn't want the girls getting too excited. We didn't want them to get pregnant just by looking at it. I said that to uh, I said that to Painless Three Sixty. He laughed and he was just like, "He's not that attractive." An hour and a half. An hour and a half of being. (laughs) I know that's half more hour than I could take, and it's about an hour and a half longer than I thought. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Jack's been actually quite um, yeah. I've dug my nails good. into my hands. I've just been like, I just want to scream, like you know, Zoe's batteries, swear words, and stuff. So <laughs> they did. That one definitely did look like a sex. Jack, story. this is a very reserved Jack. I think it, I think it's been good for him. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Like that it, does, it really Zoe. What are you like? Okay, okay. One, one. I did not. Make this battery. This is an answer. So I, you have to ask a guy why he made a battery look like a dick. Yeah. Why did he put a end on the end of it? It's an aerodynamic cone. It's an aerodynamic oh, cone. Oh, bollocks. Now that it's look, off the show. It, it would look great. As, on the, as we on the all know on here, quads are meant to be aerodynamically irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Thank you, Andrew. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, what, what have you loved the stream so far, David? Wait, what? What have you thought of the stream so far? Oh, it's fantastic! It's the best episode so far. I agree. I think it's the best episode. It's been. Great. I never ever watched anything this on topic. 
yeah it's i know it's, it's, it's really put jack in his place like it's sort oh, of like I, it, I know. <laughs> i've got a lot of respect for women like for a start vicky hoover today so much and i feel so grumpy when i woke up i'm like why weren't you hoovering jack because i was in hospital and i feel like i'm dying yeah yeah fair play oh god i was there all day they gave me a um Oh dear, do we, do we really want to go in on this? No, 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 I know where this is going and we should end this conversation. No, 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 no. They didn't stick anything in my bum hole. We don't, know where, we don't care where it went or anything, Jack. We don't care. So they gave me an urgent blood form and then they went upstairs and gave it to them an hour later. So yeah, I'm fucking loving life. Right now. <laughs> Literally. Well, I'm glad oh, you made it on this evening. You'd have been very yeah. grumpy otherwise. Oh, I can't miss a show because Tony won't talk to me for a month afterwards. <laughs> You're probably uh, right, that though, you little shit. What if? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jack, no, what if no, he put the no. other type of end on it? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, David, you need uh, to <laughs> that battery. Quick, something else. Someone say yeah. something. <laughs> um, but yeah. David, what are you smashing up next? Um, I have bought a coconut for you, Tony. It's sitting in the fridge. Hey, smashing up a nice. coconut. Who's what's gonna win, the coconut or the fist, Frank? I don't, I don't know. Um, there what has to be it? something strong enough. Are you gonna make, you gonna make uh, what a vegan rocket fuel? <laughs> it actually, it is <laughs> sugar and uh... no. Shut up, Tony. Okay, <laughs> I won't say it. I won't. <laughs> oh, literally, like every other week, terms of agreement and infringements. The emails I have to go through. Look, can we not? Are you say worried about bomb? me, Frank? <laughs> Are we not allowed to say bomb while no! I? <laughs> You're not allowed to give out the recipe on air, no, Tony. Okay. Oh, God, no wonder I've got stomach ulcers or. <laughs> <laughs> Before we scare everyone off, uh, thank you, the three of you that are still here with us. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, Zoe, for coming on again. I mean, you were here Hello. a year and a half ago and you've come back. So, it was a really good discussion tonight. We covered a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. Thank you for Look, having me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. We're slightly mad at you because you've got a podcast and you haven't invited any of us on. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, my podcast hasn't had a new episode in like three months. So we can help with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I, I think an all girl what? podcast like with the girls that have been on tonight on Zoe's. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, uh, on that note, um, there no is... No men involved uh, whatsoever. Obviously, there, there she is, didn't learn from her mistake. There's actually something on that note. Uh, so this is way before the post, but uh, geez, there, I don't even want to say the name of it, but there's a group of girls getting together, headed by um, Ani Girl FPV, Noelle, mm -hmm. and uh, she invited Julie FPV, myself, and uh, Drone Doll to start a podcast. And so we're going to be starting up a project together here over the, the winter to start having basically an all-female, you know, podcast to uh, talk about it. And it's, it's probably going to evolve into other stuff. I mean, the biggest thing right now is we're kind of growing the, the women that are interested in doing it. So we know, for example, because we're an international, like, 
group. We're not going to be able to have all the women on all the time. So yeah. the podcast is going to basically be like a, a rotating amount of five girls talking about drones. Yeah, and, this is a uh, bit like that. We don't always have the, <laughs> the same people on. No, I was, right. I thought it was cool. <laughs> David, is this a comment about me having tits again? Oh, <laughs> uh, every single time you talk, dude. What? <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes yes. that Tony ever said about Jack not being sponsored and he's got a pair. Oh. That was like, that <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that podcast to get back on track here. Well, quickly, before <laughs> people leave. <laughs> Because we're in danger yeah. of scaring people off. Thank yeah. you, Rudolf, Monica, for coming along and, and, and joining us and joining in and not running away. <laughs> I don't run away that easily. <laughs> well, apparently. I mean, these guys. Um, and thanks, Rudolf and uh, Magda, for coming along. And Thank you, too. It's awesome to be here, seriously. I am still a little bit nervous, so I hope next time I will be much oh, better with talking great. with everything. How did it get? Thank you. Yeah, I know. Thank you. We want to see you racing in England soon. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I hope next year. Oh, I just keep out the freestyle stuff. Because it's November, so. Racing and freestyle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Girls, who's your favourite pilot? Because not, we haven't asked that. We haven't. Zoe. No. Yeah, of course. No, pilot Zoe. First, yeah, of course. I was also going to say myself, but yeah. that would be me. <laughs> but like, I think like it's that's a hard question. Like I, I look up to so many pilots, like guys and girls, especially like every pilot has a specialty, whether it be racing or freestyle, and each within that, each pilot has something they do remarkably well, whether it be their lines on the track. Uh, the the way they take a of their flow and freestyle the maneuvers they do the style of their flying like there's something really special about so many of the pilots that I admire and that's something that I've always taken on is like I I personally see something about a pilot's flying style and I see that as an opportunity to learn from it so when you're looking up to pilots you know look up to a group of pilots don't you know I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's and especially now there's some really badass ladies out there. Like I said, like FPV Fly Girl, the the <laughs> FPV Princess. Then we have like Jessica Dronehart, Noelle, uh, no, Magdalene. Like you, you can't put me up with those because I mean Noelle is like but, seriously. But this is the thing though is like I, I've had this this discussion with myself internally. We have to promote all women in the industry because we can't just promote like what we think is good enough. Yeah, because yeah. then it, it'll start promoting like a very elite amount of pilots. With it, well, let me let me beat this up. Back in the Bones Brigade, back in the day when skateboarding oh was just starting. Oh my God, Powell okay? and Peralta. Sorry. Yeah. Bones yeah. No, we're Brigade. going. We're going right back to that, right? <laughs> oh my God. There, there, was, there was there was a oh, guy named Lance Where's the guy I, named Lance? I get in trouble for this, Zoe. So don't worry, because I've been flying for twenty six years. Jack doesn't like when I go back to the past. He oh. hates it. <laughs> but but the point is that the Bones Brigade had like the top level, and then they had, you know, like Lance. You know, he wasn't the best skateboarder. 
but he had so much fun with it yeah. and he really showed off having fun with it that it helped promote the brand. It helped get people into skateboarding. Yeah. It showed that the, every person could do this. Yeah. And that's the same kind of thing that has to happen within the female communities. We have to be able to promote not just the top level pilots, but even the ones that are like super eager to get into it and to learn and to be excited about it. We have to promote excitement, yeah. Women being excited about it. Like we have that's like the end of the day, that's really what it's about. So it's not necessarily skill. Skill helps and it's definitely a big thing that women pilots out there over the next year and so I think have to step up a bit more, just a little bit and in their own ways. They kind I think, of though, I think like especially if you look at the guys' YouTube channels, the most popular ones out there aren't actually the ones that mm -hmm. are the exactly. top pilots. Exactly. You've got, like Bruce, you, true. you've got like Bruce Simpson, who's a, a huge channel. You've got UAV Futures. And then I think probably the only sort of like the biggest pro pilot would be sort of Mr. Steel, but all the other channels are kind of, and I think people like that. They connect with that because they're just, they, they can say, they can relate and say, oh, I'm, I'm at this skill level and I can relate to it. So I think that's fine. I, think I definitely yeah. relate to you more now, Andy, that you speak and don't. I, I see Have more than face. your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, do you reckon, do, do you think Schizo is Rodney Mullen? Say, so, oh, Rodney Mullen? So yeah. that, that's my personal idol, is like, because he did stuff with freestyle and skating that, like, I, I wish. I've never I mean, wanted to kiss a man so hard. <laughs> I, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> you know, like, what? No way. Zoe would go straight for Rodney Mullen. I mean, no. Mind blown. I mean, hey, send that into your Saudi thing. Be like, give me Rodney Mullen. I'm, I'm straight all day. <laughs> <laughs> you well, worry. Like Rodney, yeah, I'm Rodney, your camera's stuff. gone fuzzy. I, know. I mean, he did stuff Both with like uh, with skating that, like, I see myself and a few other pilots doing with FPV. <laughs> Doing the three, doing stuff that's out of the traditional norm within freestyle, and it pushes everything forward, you know. And that, that's that's one of the things that we have those like the different pilot, like the, the the skater that has the vision that other skaters just don't. Like that's you know the Rodney Mullen. And then we have like the Lance Wolf, who's an amazing you know skater, but when you compare him to like Rodney or Tony Hawk. It, you know, it's hard for him to hold a candle to them, quote unquote. But when you compare him to like the general skating population, he is really great. <laughs> like, you know, he deserves definitely to be competing. But I'm just, uh, my point about him was that he is the kind of person more so than Tony. So, like, a lot of people would love to be. No, Tony you can't Hawk. say Tony. You got to address him by his full time. Because Tony got, Hawk. Yeah, we've got Mr. Hawk. Can I call him Mr. Hawk now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You, you can't just say Tony because Lance Tony Mountain, will, Lance Mountain. I'm thinking of a different Tony here that. will think you're talking about him and picking <laughs> him up, and I can't allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, so the Hawk, I'll just call him the Hawk. Um, you know, a lot of people realize that they can't like get to that level of competition. Like, no matter how hard they do it, just, it, it takes a special X factor to be that person, right? And that's yeah, I was definitely getting Vec mixed up. That was definitely my problem, Davy Boy and Chat. I was thinking of Vec versus uh, Lance Mountain. I'm bad with names. Um, 
so that that's that's kind of the thing like you have to have an environment that supports everybody that kind of includes them in the hobby kind of supports and promotes them in the hobby and not just the high level competitors because realistically flying an fpv and this is probably one of my biggest problems is that fpv inherently is not about racing drone racing is one of those things that's been made a popular thing because it gets like attention in the media it sounds cool and sexy and there's a lot of money being poured into it from different areas in the industry and realistically though drone racing is just such a small segment of um i just had a machine fall over uh, a small segment of uh the whole industry and I think we kind of gotten so hyper focused as a community as an industry that we're forgetting about the wider FPV community that exists beyond it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like when I got into it, drone racing was not a thing. Like it was about flying in a field, the freedom that FPV gave you. That's and... stupid territory. That's the same for me. Didn't exist. Yeah, I think I think it's really I think it's really interesting the connection that it has with skating because I only found this out recently because I, I could never do skateboarding but all the terminology and so oh, you look like you should be singing songs about skating. <laughs> <laughs> you went out with Avril Lavigne. Maybe for lunch. I wish. No, but like, really? like do you think she's been replaced? Sorry. <laughs> think she's what? been replaced uh, by a lookalike, uh, or have I been hanging around Tony for too long? Yeah, he's a who's, been who's been replaced? Have you I never know. heard this? No, I haven't. Frank, do you know what I'm going on about? I know what you're going. What, on. I, what I'm trying to it? get at, though, and some people, some viewers might not know this, but the t all of the terms that we hear, ripping, <clears throat> shredding, and when someone says the word spot, like this is a great spot. Those are all skateboarding terms, and I right. didn't, I didn't realize that it's really and and if you look at professional skateboarders such as Tony Hawk, Bam Margera, whatever, they all had their own. No, no, we don't class him as. <laughs> yes, of course you do. He's a, he's a million, he's a millionaire skateboarder. You have to class him. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, what I'm trying to get at is FPV is following that model because they would release their own boards. And we have people having their own uh, frames. For example, Tony recently released his. Frame. <laughs> oh yes. no! Stop. <laughs> it, was nice a, plug. Nice. it was a segue, Jack. That's what I was trying to do. I Tony, the frame to myself. Tony, I, I saw. Trying. I saw on Facebook there was a picture of a frame. It looked like a stretched X, and it said Tony's name on it. What's going on there? It's just a, a frame that me and my friend, my friend helped me design. I just wanted a simple frame which was easy to build, easy to maintain. There should be laws against this. So, and, to Tony, if you want a review of this frame, I'll give you my email address. <laughs> oh I'll my you god, I swear to god, I will unsubscribe to you. It's great, it's got a V on it. What's the V for, Tony? Oh, what a V, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. You know why, it's, why there's a V. We may have, uh, I want to ask the girls actually, do we have any other fellow vegans in the... Uh... It's not just a girl thing, a uh, man thing, girl thing, you of know. Of course it's mean? not, but I'm, inter I'm interested. Yeah, vegans, gender neutral, Andy. I, I, I was going to say... I'm like... not saying it's not. I, I, I really respect people who are I, vegan. I, there's a joke here. 
Um, I was going to say, I like meat. <laughs> but, um, so does Tony, but he's vegan. Well, it's funny because, like, the, the, the Santa Cruz, especially where I'm from, like, it's, it's vegan central. It's very, a lot of vegans out here. It's like, a lot of the restaurants, there's vegan-only restaurants where I'm from. And hey, I'm coming. But, yeah, <laughs> no, but, but as far as vegan go, I don't know. I mean, I think Angela is vegan, but I'm, I don't know. Cool. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm sorry. I have to. Have Yay! To we can be hang out! <laughs> 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 uh, look, I don't discriminate about hanging out with you guys. Right, I'm going now. Rude. Avril Lavigne, yeah, I think she's been replaced with a clone. <laughs> oh, dear. I love Avril Lavigne. What's, I've not heard anything about Avril Lavigne. Have you never heard? I shall not have a bad word said Google. about Avril Lavigne. And this is her. the special point where the show goes completely downhill. Yeah, yeah usually, usually, <laughs> usually after about five minutes, but you, you've done yeah. well so far. <laughs> we have been far too interested in the subject matter and having important ah. things to talk about, which is very rare. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like talking about something that matters. Yeah, we feel you know. Then. Well, that, that's, is... the, that's the back end, and like one last thing. Like, there's been so much drama and bullshit in the community about such mm. bullshit things, like people <laughs> blowing up about random things that don't matter. That, yep. I, and I and I try to keep out of that drama. This is the <laughs> first time, and I'm not not trying to start drama, but this is the first <laughs> time where I felt like I need to say something, and I, I I feel like this is something that makes a real difference. So it's not me just being rah rah rah, flip a table. You're right. But but most people know that. I mean, if you've been in the FPV community for a while, you know you're not. I mean, you know you won't just post something to post something. You're yeah, absolutely right. very far off just bullshitting and say, saying something that's not actually really important. So yeah. I feel like the real people, or I mean the people, not real people, but everyone who knows what you actually really meant with your post also knows what you that what you're saying is mm. very true. Yeah. So I shouldn't really, I, I mean, you shouldn't look at all the other ones because everyone's going to say things that they might maybe not even mean that way, but you'll get that. You just have to get over it and not look at those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your head on straight because I know you do. And just yeah. Well, thank you for that. That means a lot coming from you. And, and it's, yeah. Oh my god, white spy's back. And ju just make sure that you don't dive any bridges either, because that's <laughs> not cool. Don't do that, that's naughty. Oh man, Mikey Dread, real people are here supporting you ladies. They are. Oh, Yay, we're re real people. <laughs> real people. I'm so sorry. I'm it's sure Jack, of Jack has been cloned though. Yeah, like, I'm so I, sorry. Out of all the people to support you, it's the idiot from the drone. I think. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> the most offensive show in good. the world. One thing that's interesting is when you when you sort of I like what Chad Kappa said when he sort of said talking about bad comments is it like um, comments on YouTube or Facebook or whatever it's kind of like people's road rage side in that when you're sat in a car and you're yelling at someone like they can't you know that you can hide behind something but I think the minute that you sort of go on video and, mm. and he sort of said if 
if he was getting like a bad comment, he would actually video call them and that would stop them in their tracks. And, um, and I think there's a lot. I, of I actually that did that to a couple people. I a few of <laughs> the people in that chat, they were yeah. leaving horrible messages. So I was like, yeah. "Hey, let's let's have a chat, sideline them." And I called them up through Facebook. You know, I was like, "Let's have a let's have a legit yeah. chat yeah. about this because that's the only way we're gonna move forward." This whole. I bet you, Mr. Pants. I do that to Jack all the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it being like a kind of you start the call, you know, like, hi, can you read out just what you said? Just say those words. Yeah. Say it to my face. face. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's, that's very few, thing. very few people have a hard time saying it to your face. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's, well, that's sad. That's, and that, that's what I enjoy though. Like I used to like rip on race flight loads, and it was nothing better than getting my idol Gitso on. <laughs> And Preston and was like, so what's this about this code you've stolen? You know, and it was it was just awesome watching the chat just blow up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's so much pussyfooting in this this hobby and hiding behind There's not a lot and, of pussyfooting about no, certain no, things no. I have to say. Yeah, on certain things. But no, like you know, like being that person and being like face to face and like, you know, just enjoying the hobby and like having a laugh with people. Like there's some things that you watch on like the Rotor Riot like forum and you're just like what are you guys arguing about do you know what i mean like like what are you and there's people there just like do you know what i mean there's people like wasting their lives like arguing on yeah, that yeah what is forum. the point to do it seriously just go out and fly if you, yeah. if you don't like something just don't comment yeah and mm. that's it or i don't know Absolutely. why we have so much negativity i don't get it seriously Yep. Just I've seen fly. more negativity in this community mm. the last year than I've seen combined beforehand. Mm. And that's one thing I really hope that changes going forward is that the community realizes that's a community, that it's a still a small community. It's not like FPV racing or FPV in general and flying is you know this big wide mm. thing that everyone's doing. I mean, the fact is, I, I had to find a friend and someone who lives in Mexico <laughs> like, like, to be able to really, you know, relate and connect with somebody. You know, I had to go far reaching. And that's mm -hmm. it still speaks to this day that it's still a really small community. It and, is. And, you know, to grow that, we have to be mindful of, you know, how we go about ourselves and how we you know, try to support each other versus tear each other down. Mm. Less of the raw, raw, burn it down post mm. and more of the, hey, this is a problem. I have an idea to fix it kind of thing, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. it, it's, and, and in general, always, compassion, yeah. Like, and, I, and sadly, I think it's not just this community, but a lot of communities mm. last year have kind of lost their shit, quote unquote. I mean, with a lot of the weird stuff going on in the world, and I know in social <coughs> media groups like Reddit, uh, Facebook, basically any social media, you know, outlet, it, it's gone crazy over the last year. It, it's gone to a point where it's really hard for people to feel welcomed in when there's like mm. giant discussions yeah. that are really bad about them. So, yeah. well, Carlos is just putting in the chat. I hate negativity and I hate all the negative people and I want to kill them and I hate them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in a positive way. Carlos did a did a video like um, hot, called Hot Topic for a while, which highlighted drama. So I oh, know. he stopped it now, though. I, I Carlos, and I still accept your proposal. I I, uh, I I see I rag on Carlos, 
but he was such a champion on the show that he's like Carlos is funny. Did you see when my heart? He dressed up as Ali Ali G and he looked, you would not have known that wasn't Ali G. No way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. Look up uh, Carlos and uh, Ali. He turned up at a race dressed as Ali G. uh, No way. That would be amazing. Oh my God. He (laughs) was fantastic. Wait, was that one some of the posts where they, because I remember back in the day, like Ali G showed up to a race and people were making like a thing of it. Was that anything related to that? Yeah, it was. He, he I was thought that like, was him. I thought that was actually yeah. the actor that played. Oh my god! Yeah, no, that's Carlos. He looks just yeah. like him, and he He's, does a cracking Borat impression yeah. as well. He snuck in the the uh, media tent of the mini air show and was like <laughs> shaking the hand of the uh, what was it the, it the mayor, mayor of Brighton. yeah yeah mayor of Brighton. Like, hadn't got a clue probably thought she met the real Ali G and like. <laughs> Just so weird. Like, he did like the fist bump and she yeah. just shook his fist. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my god, oh, that's I was fooled. I was fooled. That was funny. <laughs> oh my god. I was out flying something yesterday. Ooh. Are we flying, David? Something that has four spinny things. Four spinny things. Not three well, spinny four. things. Traitor! What? what are you doing? Ground <laughs> <laughs> pounder. It's a racket car. Racket car. It didn't fly too good. <laughs> Where's the wheel gone at the front? Uh, yeah, and the back and the whole. It, oh, it's oh, a little bit. Yeah. What size rocket were you using on that thing? That's a. Let's see. It's a G class rocket. I wow. think. Or an F class. Yes, an F class. So it has uh, 150 pounds of thrust. Uh, it burns for <laughs> about half a second. That's it's pointed straight down. I balanced it vertically and horizontally. Uh, I don't know if you say that. So but is anyway. it like G class is goddamn that's fast, and F class is fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, it worked pretty good. It flew um, maybe 50 meters in the air and then landed pretty hard. Remote control car <laughs> and flew shouldn't oh, be in fantastic. the same thing. It looks like it's in one piece to me, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually not too bad. Like, I can still, I have spare parts. Uh, I'll go again. This oh, is actually yeah. a second attempt. <laughs> Have you used that Fox body plate yet? Or is that still. Um, no, it's still in the box because I haven't broken the other one. I don't know if you can see it. No, I probably can't. I milled a, um, I milled a four millimeter carbon plate yeah. to replace it so I could ah. hold the rocket in. <laughs> what's, so actually, what's the idea then, David, with it pointing? Is it to fly upwards? Yes. So you jump over an obstacle like a, the Batmobile or something. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It worked so good. My wife was there filming. And, Is this the next episode? That's uh, probably. Hopefully. Maybe. How many times a day do you get told you're nuts? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, I have a filter for it now. <laughs> Something definitely wrong with that sweet. How, how are you coping with it going dark at like 2 p.m., David? Uh, it's not, it sucks, it's not right? too good, no. Yeah. It's 
Yeah, it literally is like two p.m. That's nuts. We're we're on about it's, four o'clock here, and that's mm. that's. I think the worst it gets is about three o'clock. But yeah, it's, yeah it must be crazy for you there. Yeah, last year during the month of December, we had twenty minutes of sun hitting the ground. <laughs> oh my that, that's god! Like, it was so bad because it was rainy or snowing. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. That's Have what you, we get all year. Here. No wonder you've gone a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about that way. Yeah. Have you found that barn barn yet? Knife and rocket oh, no, 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 no one wanted to give me a barn. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You probably saw your videos and went, no. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I'm going to throw the, uh, I'll see if I have time tomorrow. I'll probably mount the, the rocket on a plane and maybe a uh, tricopter. We'll see. Oh, please. Like boomcopter and oh, use the sewing good. machine foot pedal. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, that's right. I, I, love how, I love how nonchalant David is. He's like, "Oh yeah, tomorrow I'll probably just put a rocket on a plane." And yeah, yeah. That's, that's my day. That's my day done. That is, yeah. Oh, I love I having tools, man. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I've got, I've got one of these uh, mini pyro flash. You know the fountain, yeah, things on the TV show, long duration. So this how is for is Andrew. That? I don't know. We're going to find out. Oh, nice. I stole okay. it from Digby Dan. Is maybe. this uh, is this hashtag ruining the hobby, Jack? Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe. Hashtag burning the hobby down. <laughs> hashtag probably going to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag oh, safety man. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm constantly like telling David that he's going to cut his knob off. <laughs> I really like. Dave, please don't. It's it's fine. I did some sketches no, yesterday. No, it's right next to it with a helicopter. It's like <laughs> you know, choppy that way, spinny choppy that way. And I just uh, I I just wonder how much they. I wonder how much David shoots and it can't go online because it's so sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few things. Uh, <laughs> Like, I, uh, it was a long, long time ago, uh, Tricopter version 2, me and Chad went out and flew over an oil refinery. Wow. <laughs> Sneaking, like, guards with guns and things. And we was it dark? In. Was that the dark when it was dark? Yeah, it was dark, and it's all lit up with these huge lights everywhere. And, oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Really good footage, but then they're like, Mm, maybe we shouldn't post that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we'll talk about it on the podcast instead. Like, <laughs> equally legally viable. A flying spark flying over oil. <laughs> really. yeah. What is wrong with you? Oh, um, curry kit, everyone. Curry kit. Hey. Hello, everyone. He's got a daughter Hi. and he's let Hi. her FBV. Oh, let's, let's hear about that. Have well, you never seen it? I remember when it first came out. Yeah, she she's not that into it. You can't force these things. That's the only thing. So we, we had a good fly around. I was on. Um, we did some indoor stuff on, like you know, the little toy quads, and then I built her a little two fifty just on free cell. And I was on sort of a, a trainer radio, and she was on her one, so I could just take the control back. But she did sort of one flight of that, and she was all a bit sort of jittery with it. 
but I took her out not long ago with one of those little um, the Bugs 2 I think Andy reviewed that as well it's a little GPS oh yeah it, it kind of crosses the line between sort of toy drone and a hobby drone doesn't it because it's got a decent GPS hold and returned home and she had some fun flying that but she's not I can't force her into it unfortunately no. I, I think it's it's now becoming uncool because I do it rather oh, than cool because nah. it's yeah. on YouTube so yeah. <laughs> it's like, like whatever dad music. doesn't do it's never going to be it's never going to be cool is it no but I, I've gone the other way now. It, it, it's fun to be very uncool, especially when coming <laughs> together from school. If you just do some dad dancing. In front of all <laughs> no. Oh, God, we lost about 20 viewers then. <laughs> I've got to start getting you on it. We're, we're talking about like, the, the point. Like, this, over the next year, and this is something that I didn't get a chance to talk about, I think this is a big point, is that FPV in general had a massive surge of interest from a lot of places, from media interest, from some sponsor interest, from like people trying to turn it into drone racing TV shows. Mm -hmm. But the inflection point for price for people to get into the hobby mm -hmm. didn't hadn't really been there yet, and I've yeah, we seen like that. keep the riffraff out. <laughs> yeah, but, but this and is also, the biggest. Who fancies David at uni, lads? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry though. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Zoe. It's it's an expensive thing to get into, isn't it? But the thing is, though, is that's changing. So let's say I'm just go for example. Back when I got into it. You couldn't get a micro FPV setup. It just yeah. really didn't exist. And then when you got the first through the first like real micro FPV RTF kit was like the Nano QX like FPV kit came with a screen and a, a transmitter and it cost four hundred dollars, right? A little micro machine, four hundred bucks. The following year, the same kind of setup cost about two hundred dollars. And this year, you can get goggles transmitter a tiny whoop clone plus battery and charger for 65 dollars on banggood yeah it's true you know, yeah. the cost of this has gone down to the same price as a traditional video game mm -hmm. you know it's gone to the price where point where you can gift the gift of fpv where you can buy a complete kit that offers a very decent experience, not a watered-down version of, you know, a toy kit, but a hobby-level experience to the general consumer. And because of that, we're finally at the point in time where we can finally see whether or not the market will really grab onto it properly. Because it's at that price point and inflection point where we can give FPV as a stocking stuffer gift to basically anybody. I mean, yeah. I, I've bought video games for my friends in the past. That was a routine gift. This year, I'm actually going to be able to buy my friends full mm -hmm. FPV setups to gift out to people that I think might find it enjoyable. Yeah. And that's something that would have been a really big cost sink to do uh, just a year ago. That would be so awesome. Imagine if you're a kid and you got that. Man. Yes! yes! Zoe would be the best auntie in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that, that's, that's the thing it's like that's over the next year we're finally at that point where fpv has a chance to go mainstream yeah. as far as the general public goes i mean drones toy drones have gone mainstream mm -hmm. but yeah. a proper fpv experience mm -hmm. still has been a little bit out of reach of the average consumer 
So I think and, that I think that kit that you're talking about is the Ishin E zero thirteen, which is basically a tiny whoop. It costs yep. six sixty five dollars. You get uh, FPV goggles, transmitter, tiny whoop style aircraft. I I reviewed it. I really liked it. If, if anyone's yeah. wondering what is that package, I, I've that, personally think, flown them. It's a great. In the so so Jack, uh, when are you doing your review? On the, your review set. No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, it might be some weirdo. No, it's definitely some weirdo. But I don't... go on, Jack. No, I don't I want to talk about it. <laughs> no, we want I'm not re- you to talk about it because I like it when you're all awkward and. <laughs> no, like some weirdo probably knows where I live now. God. I do. Yeah. Uh, no oh god i'm on a list because of you somewhere um so going back to what zero was saying about the quads getting really cheap um i mean we've got a listener phil parslow who's been uh on our facebook page and messaging us there and talking about his his kind of what he's going through at the moment catching up on all the old podcast episodes and um he's talking about how he's on a really really tight budget putting together a proper proper setup and he's he's got away with it for i think it was under a, a well under a hundred dollars yep so it's, a, it's totally possible i yeah, i've seen setups what really yeah, yeah and that, what do you do make it out of a potato <laughs> <laughs> no that's the funny what? thing is like it's it's the the experience that you can get for the price has actually gotten really cheap yeah. um and that's yeah. the point it's like you can't buy a video game system right now for a hundred bucks Mm. Like FTV is not that I point. Can. I can buy a Mega Drive for thirty pounds. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> modern, modern system. Oh, but, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The problem is Jack won't uh, accept anything that doesn't run Kiss. You see, so that's where <laughs> that's where he's confused. But th- there are systems out there. There are systems out there that are much cheaper and open open source that you can. Uh... Yeah, right for the stealing of race flight. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> all about that. On that note, uh, race flight. Like, I, I'm a big uh, believer in open source, and seeing that happen within the community was kind of hurtful. It's a good um, job Preston's not on here then, because he has different views. Preston listens, and I get the occasional message of your. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, literally, he tolerates me. I can under, like, I can understand where Preston I can understand where Preston comes from because uh, a lot of money. So, sorry. A lot of money. A lot of money gets lost with the open source thing. That that's why if you buy something from Banggood, it's flash with beta flight because it's open source and and they they can just put it on there. But you know, I think when uh, people like Preston trying to make uh, money out of the system it's very difficult with with how cheap stuff is from china and things like that so i well, see what the difference Preston's between trying from. to make money and close sourcing stuff you yeah. know i mean yeah. what what race flight did was a little different than just like driving an open source product like beta flight they had their own board it was open source based board nays nays like time cop back in the day like that was the whole thing with uh, time cop is he wanted a better board so he made a better board and he open sourced the software so, so be- what's your what's your particular sort of beef with race flights just the potential closed sourcing and using open source code within a closed source project and making money okay. from it and I not see. contributing back to the larger scene in general um mm. Because I think the it, argument was that the, the 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 code had been written by the open source community, 
um, put, they'd put that effort in um, to that code on the basis that everyone's going to benefit from it and people are going to feed back into that. So it's kind of everyone's doing some work, but everything, everyone gets something out of it. And then the question, I mean, I think Preston isn't, is, is, he's arguing that he didn't take this code, but you know, that's kind of something that's contentious. Um, and then whether, you know, if you did take that code and then started making a closed source, uh, project from that open source code that people have put time into, then that's kind of a dick move. Right. Um, so that was the, that's the, the debate. And, and I've been a, and I've been a part of the open source community long before I was a part of the drone community. Mm -hmm. So that to me, I saw that kind of movement and I don't know. I, I think they'll learn from it. I think it's, it's definitely something I'm glad the community had a conversation about because it was something that we need to have a conversation about. Um, and it's the biggest thing, though, right now, and one of the biggest issues I think the industry has is that innovation is cloned. Innovators have a hard time making any kind of their money back off of creating the innovations because as soon as it's on the market, five other people are able to copy the idea and essentially saturate the market faster than your product can get out onto the market. Mm. So uh, unless you... <clears throat> Unless you have a truly new patentable design that has no, like, it doesn't completely different. You have to do something basically completely different than industry standards in order to have it not copied outright. Yeah, and then um, you have to start from the beginning again. There's yeah, no standing right. on the shoulders of giants. Right. But, so that's, that's kind of like KISS. KISS still hasn't really been copied. But it's yeah. a closed source project. And uh, it's still, that's another thing with KISS hardware. And it was a whole open source KISS thing debate. I use open source hardware and I use uh, closed source hardware. Uh, KISS is interesting in the fact that they, a lot of their closed source developments, they still give back to the community, like DShot. That was one of the features originally, I believe, developed in house with them. And no, they saw no. DShot. Uh, sorry, no. I found out. I talked to Dominic Clifton. And it okay. was, get this, it was originally, you know, the LED, addressable LED? Yeah. That It, it was originally that code, and they took part of that <laughs> and made it. So it was, because it was open sourced. Right, 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 and right. And KISS worked, took that open source, played right. a bit, and was like, oh, we can turn this into D-Shot. Like, they looked at it, it was like, this is what we're trying to do, we'll use some of that, and then what they the kept it open source. That that's what I'm saying is that they kept that part of it open yeah, source. Yeah, Preston won't ever leave uh, multi-shot because, yeah, it works right. only on his. He doesn't even give you the option to use D. Uh, right. Tony, does it give you the option to use D-shot or anything? Or have you got to use multi? I think when uh, Preston was on, he was talking about the future developments and changing like the whole protocol completely. And I think when we asked him about it then, he said it was just going to leave it as it is until he's got these all these other bits of hardware going running on yeah. a completely different bus system. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. To go. Yeah, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, yeah I think it is about time to go. <laughs> <It's time for laughs> Everyone's just waiting for someone to bring yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in agony. No, it's not like that. You know, like I want to go. I need to go because yeah. I wasn't. Everyone needs to go. And no, I'm like zombie. Yeah. 
Yeah, we can we can keep the stream running, but it will just turn into Curry Kitten breaking <laughs> David for not answering an email. It's because I just ago. arrived, isn't it? And everybody wants to leave now. No, <laughs> no. If you comment earlier, I'll let you in. I wasn't here earlier. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. that's why you're not in earlier, then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so thank you, everyone, for coming on. I mean, there's there's a huge list of names down at the bottom now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we've said kind of thank you for coming on. So I think I will just say thank you, everyone that's watching, for carrying on watching, and see you next week. And keep following these guys. I put all the links in the description so <laughs> you can sub them and support them. And yeah, sub sub to them now. Click the on their work. little girls. <laughs> right, girls right in the chat so people can click the three buttons. And you know, just say thank you in the chat, and then those guys can click the three buttons, and then go to your channel, and you can get subscribers. Yeah. And click on the bell icons, or <laughs> click on the icon that vaguely resembles the front of Zoe's battery. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Thank you for everyone for coming on. Thank you everyone for watching. It's been Let's Drone Out, and hopefully see you again soon. Telemetry lost.